Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. There's an important message waiting for you at the Truth About Child Loss podcast. It's a message of heartache and pain, but also of strength, faith, resilience, perseverance. The Truth About Child Loss by the Christian Jaden Project, available now on Spotify. Are you looking to make a lifestyle change for your health and wellness? Try personal training through Renegade Soul. Follow Renegade Soul 216 on Instagram and Facebook. Go to the website www.renegadesoul216.com. Sign up today for your first personal training session. You're worth it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Two Guys and a Mic, our special Thursday night edition here in uh, Cleveland after the uh, Browns and uh, the, the Bengals game. I'm one of your hosts, Ron Pierce. Call me RP. And this is your other host, Big Sean. What's going on, everybody? Man, listen, this is Celebration Thursday because, as we know, what, three, four short days ago, I actually thought we might go 0-16. And here we are, you know, at least at least happy that the team looked like a team, that the team, you know, pulled out a win, and they look like they can compete on an NFL level. So I'm I'm, I'm right. pretty happy. What about you, homie? Um, yeah, man, I'm definitely happy. Anytime we get a win, I'm good. I'm definitely happy at the way we won. Because usually, like the past couple of years, Agreed. we don't, you know, we we struggle against teams. Like we'll we'll pull out a win, but it wasn't pretty. So the fact that we actually move the football consistently. Got some issues on defense, but we moved the ball consistently. The offense knew they had to go out and put out put up points, and they did it. So I'm good. I'm gonna go to bed happy tonight. Uh, I absolutely, I think I unequivocally agree with what you're saying right now because it did simply come down to doing the small things. Like I I said last week, or, or Sunday rather, I didn't expect us to. Um, to win that game, per se. However, I did expect us to compete differently. Like, I wanted to see, you know, the, the lack of penalties. And then I wanted to see the third down conversions, even if we don't win the game. I mean, the, the, the Ravens are a better team than us. So, okay. Right. But it looked like the same old Browns all over again. And I know we got down early, right. and that probably messed up the – parts of the game plan, but to watch us three, four short days later, no, not a lot of penalties. You know, uh, we didn't see a bunch of turnovers. We did see some, but we didn't see a bunch of turnovers. Um, and the team looked like they were all on at least the sa- in the same book, if not on the same page. Right. Exactly. So th- there were, what, 
four or five key points that I wrote down before the game. And I want to okay. give a shout out to our, to our crack staff for putting this, compiling this list for me. So um, the first thing I wanted to see, <laughs> the first thing I wanted to see was, was Stefanski going to adjust? Because last week it was a lot of passing. I understand the situation, but I wanted to see, was he going to continue with that game plan he had last week? Or was he going to, um, you know, adjust and, and, and focus the offense to our strengths, which I think he did. Uh, secondly, you know, was run the football. Uh, we ran the ball, you know, down there, throws pretty much all game, got a good mix of Chubb and Hunt. I like how at towards the end of the game, you gave Chubb a, a, a breather yeah. and Hunt went ahead and, and, and so closed the game out. So I love that. You're not killing him. He ain't got to carry it 600 times. Right. You've got some third thing. Same thing. Yeah, I like that. Right. The third thing I wanted to see was um, was, was Baker's confidence. He hasn't been played with confidence since 2018. And today, for whatever reason, he came out with that swag. I mean, the ball was coming out of his hands like a dart. That's, that's yeah. what I wanted to see. Yeah. Uh, he definitely had his confidence back. He, 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 he was the leader of the team. And that's what I wanted to see out of Baker. And then finally, I wanted to see if Miles Garrett was going to be dominant. And now on that point, he wasn't. He had one big play, but he's not being the disruptive force. How much are we paying him? Like sixteen, sixteen hundred million dollars, or whatever. He got a hundred twenty-five million dollar contract. He's not like when I, when I think of disruptive players, I don't think of just flashy making a play every now and then. I think yeah. of like the Aaron Donalds. Yeah, they're the, proud of every play. The Warren every... Saps back in the day. Yeah. You know, guys like that, they're always yeah. in the quarterback's face doing something. It's not about getting a sack, but it's about disrupting the play. It's being, an issue. My... it's being an issue. Right. And Miles has just been, you know, very quiet this year, these first two games. And that's a little bit concerning. I need him to get that, that motor going. I need him to make more of an impact, especially when. No, no, you've got pretty much like uh, uh, ten bums playing behind you. Well, I won't say, I won't say ten. I like the Denzel Ward is cool, but like the other nine. You, yeah, they you know what? They Claiborne played well. Adrian Claiborne looks like he's legit. You know, he got hurt. He he got hurt. Okunjobi looks good. The linebackers are trash. All right, listen. I almost, <laughs> I almost don't know who the hell those dudes are. I don't, we don't know who they are. Taki Taki is about it. And then, you know, you, you, I mean, listen, when the only name that you know is Say, uh, say Only Taki Taki. Right. That's a problem. That's, because that's weird. Because the only people who know who Taki Taki is are the people in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> and, and his family. Know. Look, and right. his family. <laughs> his family. No That's one knows, knows who's who's ain't nobody look, ain't nobody other than Sione Taki Taki and his family have a 44 jersey. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Only, them, only them cats. And so 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 that's an issue. And when we start playing these upper echelon offenses, you know, you know, Baker, Odell, Jarvis, y'all gonna put put some points up. Um, maybe as we roll along, get that running game more established, you can, you know, run the clock, more have more of a grounded out type type offense and keep that defense off the field. So so, so tell me this though. 
So did you did you predict a Browns win today? No, I thought to- I, I thought we were going to find a way to lose this game because we were playing with zero confidence. And I like Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow's confidence. And I'm like, Cincinnati yeah, might find a way to come in no here he and get the win. For no reason. Like, you know, and I said, yeah, no exactly. meaning, meaning, dude, you're a rookie. You don't come, he didn't come in here like nervous about being in the NFL. He came in like, yeah, I could play. Right. You know, and 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 I I respect that. I, I actually got he's probably yeah. the first. Uh, Bengals quarterback that I would actually say kind of like I said about Ben where I'm like all right yeah he could be a problem yeah I respected you know I mean? Boomer Esiason back in the day I respect Boomer I hated him I hated Boomer Esiason I, mean, I hated, I hated, I hated everything about him I didn't have but he was good he I didn't have I'm gonna be honest uh-huh. with you. I didn't, you know when I thought he was good I'll be honest with you was when he went to, to the Jets because he had a really good season that first year he left I went to the Jets and I was like, okay. I was like, damn, maybe he wasn't as awful as I. I just thought Boomer sucked, and, that, and a lot of that. No, season, he wasn't, man. That was a lot of my blind frustration with the Bengals and stuff. Right, because like because Boomer used to light us up back then, man. Him and, and that's uh, what I mean. Like Jamie I mean, Brooks, he would Woods, and those guys. I mean, they he was just, a problem. He, he wouldn't do that to everybody else though. He only did it to us, which is why again my frustrations were what they were, but. I got you. But so for me, I and, and you know, your crack staff and my, my staff is just on crack, uh, who put my shit together. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said on the show that I uh, d- uh, did earlier in the week that what some of my issues coming out of uh, the Sunday game. Going into this game, they had to do certain things a certain kind of way. You hit on a lot of the things that I hit on. You had a lot of the same concerns and a lot of the same things that you thought were going to be the the resolution. If you did these things right, we could be better. So, of course, I wanted to run more because I I couldn't understand how you only run 20 times, but Baker threw 35 times. Of course, I understand – we were behind, so you got to throw a little bit more. But listen, we're not gonna win a lot of games with Baker Mayfield throwing thirty-five times. Okay, no, we're not. Not we're right not. now. Not no. right now. Now we may grow into a spot where that can happen, but at this particular moment, Baker Mayfield can only throw about twenty, at the most, maybe twenty-eight times. Everything else has to be Chubb and and Hunt. The only thing that pissed me off last week was that you, you know, Chubb was averaging six yards to carry, and these guys just went away from him. Exactly. Like, you know, I think they panicked. I think, I think, I think they panicked. And I think they did you too. know, it, it was just his, his first game. You had no preseason. Baltimore jumped out on us early, and I think Stefanski knew, like, look, we're not going we to be trouble. able to stop Lamar Jackson. We're in trouble. Not at all. Right. We can't do nothing with him. And, uh, and that defense, he, you know, he just kind of abandoned the run game. So it was the run game. I, I like we got to go. We got to run heavy. And if we're not going to throw, I know the league ain't quite what it used to be back in the day. So we don't throw a lot of screen passes to the running backs and all that stuff. A lot. Not a lot. But I kept saying short, quick passes, something 
Hooper needs to get more involved. Hell, you've got Njoku on the bench. We need to get these guys involved in five-yard, seven-yard routes where they can just get down, boom, and now second and three as opposed to, you know, second and 10 or second and 11 or second right. and 12 type of situation. And it's, and it's funny. It's to throw more. And I, right. I just it's funny you say that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that there was a caller on the radio earlier today. Um, I think it was on the Bull and the Fox show. He was saying kind of what you're saying. And he was like, "You could not only do we need to get Baker comfortable in the rhythm, yep. he was like, you need yep. to get Stefanski comfortable as a play caller. Yep. You know, and I think, you know, you saw him get into a rhythm and he was calling, you know, and, with, and, with the rollouts, the play actions, yeah. and everything and listen, like that. I mean, he you called put, a great game today. You put Baker in a comfortable setting. He felt comfortable. So, like you, like we were both looking for the confidence out of him today. A lot of his confidence is going to come from what he feels is being called, what his strengths are. I watched some film the other day where Baker is just bouncing out of empty, like like good pockets. Ain't no pressure. Right. He just starts rolling out. Yeah. Because that's what he and him to him, this is what's supposed to happen. Yep. And, and then there were two plays in spots. So right. if I kept saying like today he has to stay in the pocket and then they also have to do some rollouts. But I think like you said, adding the rollouts, which made him comfortable, made him sit in the pocket a little bit more too, because these ain't the plays exactly. where the rollouts happen. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I was looking for that, but I was also looking for something from Stefanski, what his game plan was, um, what a situational cause are going to be. So, you know, you and I have been watching football since we were probably way too young to be knowing a lot about football. So we have ideas and thoughts about football that other people are like, what the hell are y'all even talking about? But situational football, just like situational right. baseball, just like situational basketball, it, it exists. So situational football is, it's fourth and two, and you're at the 40-yard the line. That's a long-ass field goal, homie, especially for somebody like Cody Parkey. Yeah, exactly. And you've got a momentum going, so do you go for it or do you let Cody Parkey, uh, Hugh Jackson, come out here and boot the shit out of this ball <laughs> three times to the left every single time? He had already missed right. twice. You going to send him out there again? Oh, my gosh. Right. Like, you killing please, your please don't mention. Please don't mention Hugh Jackson again. I'm just – hey, man, I, I got to bring it up. That particular day, I, I actually had that come up in my um in my Facebook memories. That was the day that I said, man, I've been supporting Hugh Jackson all this time. That dude stinks, man. He stinks. <laughs> like, that was awful. Situational football is a part of right. being a coach. Or how do you coach when you had a game plan and these dudes just blew your whole game plan out of the water? Right. How, like you said, right. how do you adjust? How do you think right. on the fly? What do you come up with after that? But you have to build the confidence in your players to make them think that, okay, what I'm getting ready to come up with now is going to work. You know what I mean? Right. So, You're showing confidence in your players. Like, even when he went forward on that uh, that fourth down, a couple of my boys were texting me. It was like, we should have went for the field goal. I, like, I didn't mind them going for a fourth and goal. I didn't mind them going for it either. I, I like to call – I actually you know, I like the call because I didn't think Cincinnati's going to be able to move the ball back down the field 
And, and, and that's when Miles Garrett calls the fumble, got the ball right yeah, back, and, up, and went ahead and punched right at the one yard line. Now, right. I said the defense was an issue last week. Some of the things that I wrote down today about the offense, I was really, really impressed with how quick the plays were. Because again, that was a part of the game plan that I thought we needed. Quick plays, kind of quick reads, real quick looks. They ran a lot of pick plays uh, to get first downs. The one catch by uh, right. Jarvis. I mean, that was the worst. Listen, if they and that's one thing we uh, never did. <laughs> no, hell no, we ain't never did no pick plays. We never used to run that. Now, now Pittsburgh would run pick plays against us to death and Listen, never get called for it. I've seen Hines Ward put both hands out and push people <laughs> against right. us, and they don't even get right. the, like no flag is being called. So it, right. it looked good to watch them uh, have the quick plays out. Uh, Baker looked energized. Baker looked involved. Um, I saw the one-on-one -on -one football plays that I wanted to see because I keep saying, everybody's like, oh, Odell suck, Odell suck. No, you know why Odell sucks? Because they can't get him the ball, number one. But number two, you're not putting him in one, what he does best. One-on-one -on -one is what exactly. he does best. best. Exactly. Put him in space. And really, he would have had two touchdowns, but the refs had to cheat. Yeah. He the, ref, the refs, the yeah. refs are there and, and talk. And had a powwow. You know what? We ain't cheated against the Browns all game. We got to go ahead and get our, our our couple of bags. I mean, that dude pulled his jersey. So I mean, how did he not I see mean, with the referee was standing right we had there? The whole the stretch on the jersey, dog. Right. The full stretch right. on the jersey, my G. And, and that, the ref was I mean, right was there, obvious. and he didn't call it. That was a it touchdown. Was Easy. It was obvious. And 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 it's those types of things. Uh, for, for our listeners, uh, as Browns fans, we believe that not just the universe, but possibly even the Lord Jesus Christ himself might be against the Browns. Exactly. We, look, we haven't proven it yet. However, we do have at least 30 to 40 years worth of our own history. Right. That kind of supports <laughs> that there are now, so many forces working against us. Now, there was one more call, too. Now, I've been watching football since I was five. I mean, 41 years. When did intentional grounding become a spot foul? Has it always been the case? I thought it was a 10-yard penalty. No, it's a spot foul. It is. It's is a, it? um, yeah, it's, it's a, the loss of down and where the penalty occurred from. All right, because well, all I know is that we was like on the 30. Yeah, they caught I mean, the ground and we was back on the 11. Was, I'm like, man, what happened? See, I mean, I'm like, what, what is going here's on? Here's what people didn't see, and I saw this. People didn't see. It was supposed to be a screenplay. Nick Chubb right. was coming out, and he, like, one of the defenders, one of the um, linemen, just kind of grabbed him. Dude, that's at least hold. You can't okay. grab the receiver because it was supposed to be a screen. Which is why okay. I kept saying, like, I know we don't run a lot of screens, but at least we ran a couple screens today. And that was one of them. It just looked like shit. And Baker threw towards the line of scrimmage like he was supposed to. And I said it when he when he threw it. And I looked at where the numbers, uh, where he threw it at and the numbers of the players. I said, they're going to call fucking intentional, bro. <laughs> they don't call it on Tom Brady. I've seen, I've seen Tom Brady throw the ball 18 rolls up in the stands. Listen. I've seen and, that dude for straight. And they don't call nothing. Like, 
boom, your store straight right. into the ground. But it was a guy right there, and they just let that shit ride. Right. They let the shit ride. But you know, we the we the we the lowly, lowly Cleveland Browns, man. But you know, I, I was I was interested in looking at a whole bunch of stuff today. And everything that I was looking for today, I was actually impressed with. I was looking for players' body language. I was looking for players' right. engagement with each other. You know, they keep trying to create this rift between Baker and uh, OBJ, which I yeah. don't think exists. I do think that OBJ is upset. It ain't nothing wrong. Listen, if you if you are the the best scorer or the best at whatever it is that you do, you always gonna be, and you wanna win, you always gonna be up. All right, America, I, I, I don't wanna do this, but I gotta point this out. I'm gonna play the race card just for right oh, now. It just, <laughs> it just seems like anytime a black player shows emotion on the sidelines, he's being disruptive, he's, he, he's, uh, he's a cancer in the locker room. He a prima donna. Whatever, he's a prima donna. When when yeah. a white player like Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Breeze, oh, I, uh, Philip Rivers is a classic one. Philip Rivers will cuss. Well, I know he doesn't curse, but he will chew his teammates out. Listen, Philip Rivers, it, but he's passionate and he wants to win, according to the media. So when I look at OBJ, I just look at a guy. I don't think he's disruptive. He just wants to win. Like all his teammates have nothing but, but good things to say about him. Is yeah. he a little over dramatic? And a little uh, deep, you know, he has some deep in him. Yes, he does. He's a very emotional guy. But so is Jarvis. But because Jarvis doesn't have the same rep, Jarvis doesn't get as much um, criticism yep. when, when it comes to that. Because so, I'll tell you what, um, I'm, you're right. Like, if you go back and look at, you know, bad players or players that catch that rep, oh, they was all over Rodman. They was killing right. Rodman. For a long time, but guess what? They was all over Mahorn. They was all over Lane Beer. But guess what? That was an entire team full of niggas that will hurt you. <laughs> right. John Sal look, John Sally would throw an elbow if he needed to, too. You know what I mean? So exactly. Like you say, Jarvis will get listen. You want to piss, you want to talk about a dude that when he gets pissed off, is pissed off. OBJ wears his on his sleeve. Jarvis is one of them cats that blows up. So, but he still gets after cats, and he wants to win too. But we've already, he came in here, OBJ came in to Cleveland with this extra shit. So people give him the extra shit. Like, I'm watching the game the other day, and I'm seeing guys online like, oh, he's a crybaby, and oh, he's this, oh, he's that. I said, man, the dude is still on the field. The dude is still playing. Exactly. He's still out there trying to get the rock like we want him to, right? But are you watching your quarterback? This dude is all over the place at that at that particular time. He was all right. over the place. He wasn't spot on. Yeah, I mean, he, night and day between last week and this week, the ball oh, was no, coming out of his hand. Oh no, 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 no! It was night and day. Like, like today was. Today was. Uh, I feel like I felt when. I believe that he wasn't the guy back a couple years ago when he got drafted and he came in and played a couple games. Remember that Thursday night game against the Jets? Yeah, I was there, man. I was there. It was electric was at the stadium. Like, I was like, wow. 
he proved this dude might have proved me wrong. Like I felt tonight, like I felt that day. And I know it's just one game, and I don't want to get too far right uh, ahead of myself because I didn't get too too far. I guess I did because I thought we was gonna go over sixteen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, I do realize it was one game. I did pick them to win today. Uh, again, anybody who watched my show, I said the Browns were going to win. I know maybe I'm a homer, but I thought we were going to win. But I thought we were going to win like 20 to 17. That was the number. Okay. I, I ain't think right. 35 to 30. God dang. I, yeah, I, that, I, that, that, that's, that's kind of what I had in that range. It's like, you know, in my mind, I was like, if we do win, it's going to be something that we barely pull out. Yeah. It's a sloppy game. And you that's know. what I was expecting. That's what I was expecting. Just a little bit of slop. Not a bad game, but just one of those games where you're like, ah, oh, come on, man, just, damn it, catch that ball or throw that the right way or right. whatever, whatever. And those types of plays would have kept us from maybe scoring 35 points. But today, right. I, I can't be mad. Even Troy, look, Troy Aiken was like, <laughs> you know, the Browns should run off some more clock, but you can't be mad when, when – Chubb is getting 26 yards, and then and then uh, 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 what's your call comes in, and he gets 32 yards. He's like, what you going to do? <laughs> so, so you got Chubb getting 26, and then you got Hunt getting 33. Right. So now you're down inside the 12. Who, whose fault is that? Exactly. That ain't nobody's fault. Like, you, you take that. You know, like, if you threw a, a five yard out to a dude and – you just trying to get the first down, and it turns into right. a seventy-yard touchdown. I'll take it. Right. You know, I'll take it. But uh, overall, I saw some great stuff from from our guys. I saw some stuff that I wasn't happy about, like the defense. And I'll I'll chime in on that thought that you had about uh, about Miles, because there are some plays that Miles made or didn't make. That won't go on a, on, a, on a stat sheet. But I did see that guy in that backfield. I saw him put a couple hits on that cat. He so did. Those things eventually mattered too. And I'll and and, tell, you, tell you something else. They moved him around. He was inside. He was outside. I saw him doing stunts. But I also saw him breathing super heavily. They did just play a game on Sunday. Right. You got a quick turnaround. I think he's not a hundred percent, and and you know he's not a hundred percent in terms of conditioning. I don't think he's a hundred percent conditioned. And well, they might have to move him around a little bit more because what I did notice when he was lined up on the left side, they were triple teaming him, yep. so they he was getting they blocked by the, the 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 tackle, yep. the tight end, and the running and, back and the running. Chipping they were chipping the yeah, shit out so of him. So I did I did see that. So in his defense. I get it. So basically, we need somebody else on the other end to step up. Now, Clay Warren was doing that until he got hurt. So I hope that he's he got not hurt. seriously but injured. That's he's going to be back soon. I hope he's not. And I also hope that Olivier ain't that seriously injured that he can come back too because Look, that's it don't matter. what they brought him in for. It don't matter if Olivier huh? hurt or not. He's done. It don't matter if he hurt or not. That dude ain't, ain't getting no pressure. I think he's done. And and they had the nerve to get him an ex- extension on his contract, which he I did. wouldn't have done because he didn't do he didn't do anything to earn that, man. It was somebody else that they could have 
brought in unless, unless they see something I don't see. You know, I but say, I, listen, haven't, I, I can't haven't say I can't say that I do. I can't say that I do. My thoughts are I know what he came I know why they went after him. I know why they right. said, oh yeah, Olivier Vernon, because he did a good job in, in New York. Um in Miami. You know, he was solid. And he was good in um, Miami. But I don't know that he's done anything here. He to, has to, to write home about. He hasn't been he hasn't been on the field. He's played like a, like just a handful of games and he's been injured. So um I'm not impressed with him at all. Uh, so that's definitely a focus of the draft. I hate talking about the draft. It's so early talking about the draft, but um, yeah. defensive studs. What? We need we need playmakers there you go. There you on go. defense. That that, that should go. be the focus of of See? drafting when, and free agency. When everything else works, like when your quarterback is good enough, when your running backs are good enough, when your offensive line is good enough. When your wide receivers are good enough, now you can start plugging holes in other spots on your right. spot. The problem we've had right. for, I don't know, 6,000 years is that we've never been sold or, or, or those positions have never even been proven that guys can do them. So we got to get another. So we got to get another quarterback. So we got to get right. another running back. So now we got another, get right. another guard or you know what I mean? We drafted this guy, and he right. sucks. So now we got to get somebody else to come in and do what we thought that guy was going to do. So now it's almost like you're wasting draft picks. Um, right. So, so hopefully, and hopefully, hopefully and we'll say, we can get to a spot where, and I think watching today's game, I hope that the rest of the game plans are real simple like this and just – very focused on what we need to do, yeah. and then that proves and, that we and, don't. And have they're going to adjust. Defenses will adjust, so you you have to adjust with the defensive adjustments. Um, but I wanted to give the offensive line a shout out because we had what three guys out? It was a two guy. Conklin was out. Uh, two uh, guys. The Treader play because yeah, he played and he was hurt. But remember, because okay. we, they were concerned that he might not play at all this week. But he ended up playing, and he and he played the whole game. Yeah, so we had Hubbard out there. Hubbard was a replacement. Yep. And yep. Tyler played replaced right. somebody. I can't remember who he replaced. So the fact that those guys – I mean, I know Cincinnati had injuries on their defensive line too, so they weren't at full strength. But our offensive line held up well where Baker was running for his life. Last week against Baltimore, Baker was so shook. He was throwing the ball – you know, getting rid of the ball too quickly when we it had was, protection. We saw the blitz yeah. coming. We picked up the blitz, but he assumed that the pressure was coming and he was getting rid of the ball too early. And and this week, I think he was a lot more comfortable. But I also you know, he trusted the line a lot they more. Call, they called a game plan that made him comfortable. And those are things that – and you're right. I know, I know the other teams, better teams, better defensive teams are going to do stuff – to 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 kind of squelch our fire, the fire that we have right now. Chubb might get six yards this time, but now they all pinched in, and now Chubb didn't get that six yards. He got two. Now a second and long, and now you're like, okay, well, do we run it now? Okay, now we gotta trust him. And the last time I threw, 
these these guys was on my ass. So that's the thing. Like once he gets happy feet, he's bailing. He don't give a damn about your pocket. <laughs> he don't give a damn right. how comfortable the pocket is. So the thing that I give Stefanski credit for is allowing him to roll out, allowing him to do a little bit of that design-wise, and it just made him more comfortable just standing in the pocket on those 10 or 12 or 13 plays where he needed to stand in the pocket. And I right. just hope that as we continue to go forward, that they keep building that rapport where he can say to him, like, babe, I need you to stand in his pocket or I need you to roll, you know, whatever that is, I, I hope that they continue to build mm-hmm. that in-between uh, situation between the coach. <clears throat> and, I mean, hell, if you make Case Keenum look like he belongs in the NFL, bro, I, you are a goddamn witch because Case Keenum is not that great. You know what I mean? And no. Kirk Cousins is a marginal quarterback. He's not great. He's not awful. He's just marginal. Yeah, he's just, he's just a marginal. He's he's uh he's Dave Craig. Remember Dave Craig back he's in the day? He's Dave Craig. He's Seattle. Dave you know, Craig. He's that type of guy. He's going to put up numbers. He can get you to the playoff. But you're not going to win a Super Bowl with him. But Dave Craig ain't finna get you past the first round. He might get you to the to the wild right. card, but you're not winning that game, bro. Not with Dave Craig, you ain't. And you knew you weren't. Right. You know? He's Jeff listen, he's Jeff Hostetler. A guy that can put up a whole bunch of numbers. And he, listen, Jeff well, Hostetler, but House 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 did win. Hostetler didn't House win. Got a ring. He ain't win that Super Bowl. He's at the I still, helm. I still ain't winning that Super Bowl. He's at the helm. He was OJ Anderson. OJ Anderson. <laughs> he was at the helm. First of all, OJ Anderson was 67 years old. <laughs> he ran for 3,000. <laughs> Man, he was giving uppercuts. He was hitting dudes under the chin. But... He had no gloves. He had no pads. He ran without a helmet. He was... That dude, right. that dude was incredible. But uh, all right, so so listen, man. I, I know you're gonna say go to hell. You're gonna say that. I know it. It's coming. So let's talk about the Bengals for a second. Okay. Your audio is a little off. Adjust your audio because I'm not sure if it's my phone or if it's yours, but it's a little off. No, I can barely hear you. Oh, really? Okay. It might be because of how I got it sitting in this thing. What about now? Can you hear me? I mean, I can hear you, but it's not as clear as it, as it was. But go ahead, man. Go ahead. So, dang it. Um, I have to say, I underestimated who Joe Burrow actually was. Okay. That kid is actually, like I said it earlier, that kid is a good quarterback. Like, he's a tough – he's one of those guys that ain't going away. Like, you, you know, all the way down 35, he's going to keep playing like he's up 35. Right. He's going to keep making plays. However, however, can I say this? If they don't get an offensive line for that guy, he ain't going to make it through this season. 
No, he's not. You can't. And he's a rookie. There's no way that this guy should be throwing 61 times. No. He threw 61 times today. It ain't many teams that's going to win with their quarterback throwing that much. These ain't the Joe Montana right. and Marino days where the guy just, you know, just throws and throws and throws and throws and throws. This ain't the same. This ain't the same. Yeah, shoot, Montana, Montana didn't even throw that much because they were so efficient back then. But you mean, but you're absolutely right. No, he would not survive with that, you know, with the way they can currently constructed. But you know, they they know what they need to do. I'm sure that they'll they'll draft well. Um, it seems like Mike Brown and kind of stepped back out the way a little bit and kind of letting his staff actually. I hate that because I hate the Bengals, but that's good if you're a Bengals fan. Right. That this dude has chosen to get the hell out of the way because Mike Brown sucks uh, balls as well as Cox. Yeah, he's one of the worst the worst owners in the league. Um, so who do we have coming up next week? Washington. Washington. Uh, um, no, uh, the Washington football team. Man, dude, man, this that's that's the most ridiculous <laughs> situation in the history of sport. It's just flat out ridiculous. For one thing, they they got them out there looking like Bethune Cookman with them generic uniforms. <laughs> Running around. Now, I tell you what, I do like the numbers on the helmets. I do dig that. But you're right. When you said that last week, I was dying because I was like, dude, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. But, but, whoever. It, it, it's ridiculous how Dan Snyder handled that whole situation. All he had to do was say, hey, this is kind of how the Indians did. The Indians was like, we're going to have a dialogue. We'll, you know, we'll, you know, we'll have a discussion and then we'll see what happens next year. And I think if Snyder would have did that earlier, instead of being so arrogant mm -hmm. as to say, yeah. I'm not changing yeah. the name, I'm not yep. doing nothing. Yep. He would be, he would be okay. And probably, because I know how fickle Americans are, but come, January, they would have forgot all about it, and they would still be watching the Redskins, and nobody would have thought anything about it. Bro, the freaking, I'll be honest with you, the freaking Cleveland Indians figured this whole thing out. And while we still got people that are angry that we have, or we had uh, Wahoo, and then there's people that's angry that we got rid of Wahoo, the Indians figured this shit out. They were like, listen, we're just going to, like, phase it out slowly. And they did. They phased it out very, very slowly. One day, these dudes was playing in uniforms with uh, a cursive C with a, a block C. Yeah, like, yeah, right. like, exactly. like, you like, you like looking around like, wait, what the hell just happened? <laughs> but they, look, they had a black C right here, but they still had the Chief Wahoo over here. <laughs> On the side. Right. So, okay. And they got the block C here. So now you're more focused on this and this and not so much this. Then, Chief Wahoo, right. you know, you had that little cursive eye for a minute. And you had the little feather for a minute. But it wasn't no Wahoo. And then it was just all gone. Like, you didn't see Wahoo at all. I feel like they did yep. it the right way. I don't care if people like 
getting rid of Wahoo. And I was a huge fan of Wahoo at the time. Back back when I was uh, younger, I had about 52 Indians hats. It was one of the most popular logos in, in yeah. baseball. And I think he still is, actually. Uh, other than, the, yeah. you know, the the, uh, the Yankees and, and the Boston uh, hats. Uh, the Cubs hats right. are close, but the Indians, the Chief Wahoo Indians hat, it's still a classic hat. So, but I'm not against the Black Sea, and I'm not against um, Washington right. making the change. I just don't know that you want to go a whole season being called the football team. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a name at all. And, wh and whoever was the dude that patented 40 names is a genius. Hey. <laughs> he, he patented 40 names Listen, with trademarks. But that's why. That they but that's you. probably why they ain't picked the name yet. Because they like, man, man that's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he gonna hot. Listen, he gonna hot. Oh, uh, he he gonna hold y'all hostage over that name. And, right. and, and and it is what it is. Because it's you know we live in a world of capitalism. So I ain't mad at him for his for I his move. You got to do what you got to do. Washington was being like that. Dan Snyder was being an idiot about the other. He could have handled that so much better. Well, Dan Snyder. And now they out there nameless. Dan Snyder has been a jackass. I didn't know a lot about Dan Snyder. And what made me know, because I kept hearing that he wasn't a good uh, person. But I don't, you know, like, I don't know that dude. He ain't my owner. I don't care. Right. And then that stuff. Every year, because we do the same thing here in Cleveland. Baseball season starts up. What do we have every year that baseball season starts up? We get a protest every single year. Same thing was happening down there. And instead of even, like, inviting those folks in and talk to them and, you know, just having a drink or two with them and talking, looking empathetic, this deal hole just decides I don't give a shit about none of y'all, and we we're never changing a name. Right. Who says that? Like you ain't ever changing a name, my dude. I bet. What you doing? He was getting away with it for so long. Like, like the only issue I have with the whole thing with the Native American names is that they're selective outrage. Like the the, the Chicago Blackhawks got the same basic logo that the Redskins got a big old yeah. Native American with with, with feathers and stuff yeah. on and nobody talks about the Blackhawks at all. Now I know hockey is kind of a it's, it's not as popular it's not as football. Sport, so it's not as yeah. But but it but is what still, it is. Them, it is what it is. Yeah. Um the, the the Chiefs don't catch any heat at all. Well the um, Chiefs the Chiefs don't have a logo that suggests anything any innuendo behind their logo. But we yes, both know. Dude, I, I, know listen, I know what you get ready to say. I knew you was getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> a big old spear on the helmet. You know, anybody know what that means? <laughs> In Missouri, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you was getting ready to say before you said. I said, I know he goes. <laughs> but. Listen, here's, here's the thing. Here's my issue. If, if I have an issue with the names, because like I said, I ain't, no, 
I didn't have beef with Chief Wahoo. But I remember when I was in the Air Force, uh, I, I was stationed in Anchorage, Alaska, and there are native Alaskans up there. What we've all called Eskimos. Right. We I move up there and you have Eskimos there. Well, guess what? You find out Eskimos don't like to be called Eskimos. <laughs> right. So they don't like it. And maybe there are some Eskimos that enjoy it and don't care. But there's enough of them that have said, I don't like that shit, homie. So just stop doing it. And I did. I was like, damn. I ain't never even think there was nothing wrong with that. I, but okay. They said in our briefing, they flat out said, calling an Eskimo an Eskimo equates to calling a black person the N-word. I was like, all right, well, that'll never happen again. Right. Like, I, I'll never say that because I don't want that situation. Right. But, uh, you know, people are weird. When you're prejudiced and racist at the same time, people are just weird. So, yeah. And then I understand, like, like if there is a team called the Pittsburgh Porch Monkeys, you know, I wouldn't appreciate that. <laughs> I wouldn't appreciate that at all. I knew he was going to laugh. I'm trying to be serious. Well, because first of all, you know, but first of all, I'd be upset because they're from Pittsburgh. Second of all, I'd be mad because they caught the Porch Monkeys. <laughs> That's how much I hate Pittsburgh, by the way. <laughs> right. You know, they That's call the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Porch Monkeys. I wouldn't appreciate that at all. But, but you know, but okay, so we got Washington coming in. They got a a great defensive line. They have awesome I don't know too much about them. I can name only like three players on that team. The only, only guys I can name on their team that went to Ohio State uh, Haskins, uh, of course. Haskins, Chase Young, and McLaurin. Well, um, that's it. I don't know anybody else on that team. They have a solid coach. They got a solid game plan. They do the simple stuff, and they're going to play hard. Like, that's who who they've become with their new coach. I actually used the Redskins as <laughs> when people were like, yo, well, the Browns didn't have a preseason, and they got a new coach, and they got you know new this and new that. So did the Redskins, and they won last week. Don't give me that. Like, that's an excuse. But, right. you know, uh, what's their coach name? The dude that was down in uh, Rivera, Ron Ron Rivera. Rivera. He's a tough coach. Like he, And I don't mean a tough coach to play for. He's a tough-minded guy. Like, he wants y'all to play smash mouth. Like, going to Washington was great for him because it was just like being in Carolina like five years ago when he went to the Super Bowl. Right. It's almost the same type of defense, almost the same type of team. All you need is a quarterback to just be marginal, and we could probably get there. So I think that they have a marginal offense. I love McLaren, not just because he's from O State. That dude got talent. He's skilled. Haskins, I NFL-wise, I still got my doubts about him, but we'll see. I hope he does well. Not against yeah, he needs some more seasoning. Huh? I think he, he has the tools. He just needs the coaching and the seasoning. Yeah, for sure. So he made plays last week when they had when they needed it. So and that's what I mean. Like I, I, I think 
he has the right coach. He has a mature coach. He don't have a coach that's scared of him. He don't have a coach that's scared of the market. Right. His his coach right. is gonna look him squarely in the face and be like, "Yo, you can't do that. You can't say that. You can't play this way." And those are the things that you know. Ron Rivera brings to your squad. Like you have to answer to him, which is why I think that they're they you know you can see a complete difference in who they are right now. Exactly. Who they were last year. Last year they were kind of a joke. Even though they they you know they they played good down the stretch, nobody was nobody was really like worried about the Redskins. Man, nobody nobody's checked for the Redskins in, in quite a while. It's been some years. Really since, think, since RG three, really. Yeah. Yeah, that year with RG three, yep. But I think now you have a situation. So we know Haskins from O State. They're gonna run the ball. They're gonna run, and Haskins can move himself. He'll get out of the pocket. He's not our traditional Ohio State type of quarterback who's very, very mobile. No, he could actually but, throw. He was the first Ohio State quarterback in years. Well, that Cardell, was, Cardell, Cardell wasn't a, a runner. Cardell really wasn't a runner. He just would run. Right. Cardell was more of a passer. Like, Cardell was, was way more of a passer. And then Herb tried to turn him into this, you know, big, you know, 270-pound <laughs> dude that could just run cats over. But um, Haskins was that other guy that could just, like you said, he, he can just throw. This, this guy can just throw. He can just get that ball downfield. But I feel like Haskins makes bad decisions. So we got to get pressure on him. Yeah, yeah. Like, like with any um, young quarterback, that's what that's one of the beats I had today against Burrow. I don't think we blitzed him enough. I thought we we should have been bringing like exotic looks and and coverages to confuse him a little bit. We blitzed some, and when we did blitz, we were successful at it. We disrupted him. But a lot of times, we, I think because of all the injuries we we've had on we've had on defense. They're playing more vanilla, trying just to keep everything underneath and not get beat deep. So, but you know, but I think anytime you play a young quarterback, I think you should just kind of just bring the farm at them and, and see if you can one, handle it. One of my homeboys said the exact same thing, like you know that we don't, and by we I mean the Browns. <clears throat> excuse me, we don't bring the heat against the young guys or against. The guys that uh, you know are second or third string guys, and I, I I didn't address it. I didn't say anything about it because I didn't want to give up too much of my Facebook stuff as to what right. I'm going to say in my in my podcast. Which is why you know you want to just keep tuning into the podcast because this is what we do. Um. However, he was absolutely right. We don't always. You know, just bring the heat. However, I think that, you know, the defensive scheme needs to be to to play back a little bit because you don't want to bring the house and we don't have our corners and, and safeties or we're not even equipped. I don't even think at full strength, as we discussed, at linebacker. So, no, you start blitzing and start over blitzing, now you play yourself and, and lead yourself in, in some bad situations. 
Um, I got a question for you, though. I I got a question for you, though. And and I have to ask this question now because it just hit me in the head. And if I don't, I'm going to forget it. And I have no idea that I even thought about it. So we drafted this kid last year. I don't know that this guy has played more than three games, but he's always freaking hurt. Gritty Williams. Yeah. I mean, when he plays, I don't know that he's done, he does anything great. But he barely plays. Like, I'm at a point where I'm kind of like, why is this dude even on the squad anymore, man? Well, yeah, I mean, but you've invested a lot in him. Because he was, even though he was a second round pick, he was more technically like a first round pick. Um, you don't want to give up on him too fast. Now, last year, I don't think he was hurt. Hurt. I think that was when Freddie Kitchens was doing his like timeout with him and Denzel Ward. Because if you remember, him and Denzel Ward got pulled the hamstrings supposedly the same time in practice, and then they came back at the same time. I think that was more of a disciplinary situation and not him being hurt. Yeah, because it it was just weird. Like, how do these cats get injured the same time and have the same amount of recovery and come back at this? I I was like, he was just – he was giving them a timeout because he was having issues with a lot of players. Where He wasn't – you know, he wasn't communicating well with them, like Higgins, some other guys. And, uh, yeah, right. So I think that was more of a case with that. Um, so let's 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 see how he comes back. So when he does now, if he doesn't perform up to stuff when he gets back, because he's known as not being physical, um, you know, more of a finesse corner. Although we need him to be physical, let's see what he does when he comes back, and then I'll kind of you know pass judgment. Then I don't want to pass judgment too early on the kid. You know, without seeing, you know, seeing that much of them. So, well, you got to get on the field, though, bro. You got to get on it's the true. field, right? Uh, we can't see anything, <clears throat> nor can you prove anything if you ain't on the field. Like, I need you on the field. So, my man, uh, I don't know how many ice tubs they got in Berea, <laughs> but I'm gonna need you to sit your ass in an ice tub. I'm going to need you to chill out because I need to see you on the field. I don't want – look, I agree. I don't want to get rid of him just because he – I don't know that he does well. We did spend right. whatever we spent on you. I would like to see the guy do well. You know me. I'm a Browns fan, so I'm always like, oh, let's see. Hopefully, prayerfully, this guy's – even though I don't like the guy or don't think the guy is good, I root for every one of those quarterbacks on that back of that jersey, <laughs> that long list. Because I was hoping yeah. maybe one of these guys would be the guy. And I feel the same way with, with everybody who gets drafted or gets picked up. I hope that, you know, you don't come here, Olivier, man, and just to collect a free-ass check. I hope right. you came here to play hard all the time. But I think those days, yeah. are, I think they showed that with uh, with, with that kicker, with Siebert getting rid of him so fast like like if you're not performing like you're out of here 
They should so, have even brought that dude back from um damn uh Baltimore. They should have made his ass walk back. Right, exactly. Catch the Greyhound one. Right. <laughs> so the mega the metro but, what's no, it but, the mega bus? The mega bus. Right. Man, but I I was I, I was I was thinking about this and because people were so down on Baker. Um and rightfully so. But I was like, but I, when I when I sat back and thought about it, it was completely ridiculous what's going on with the Browns. So Baker Mayfield, this is third year, right? Mm-hmm. He's had he's had four coaches and four offensive coordinators in three years. How do you have four coaches in three years? I was like, you can't name one quarterback that could have gone and in the history of the NFL that's had that same situation and was successful. Well, I, I can, no kind of and that, like that. Not, when I really sat there, sat there and thought about that, I was like, that is ridiculous. I, I can't. This organization to have four coaches in three years, and you can't expect your players to be consistent when you don't have any consistency up top. I can't disagree, and I've always said that organizational dysfunction is our, our bigger issue because you'll get a guy like. Uh, uh, you know the the analytical guys to run the draft, and then we'll fire the analytical guys. But you got analytical players on the field, and you'll right. hire a football guy. So now we got to get we got to purge all those guys, right? And we're gonna bring in regular football players, right? And then you bring in another analytical guy behind that guy. Exactly. It's, it's like it's the dysfunction in the front office that has caused the dysfunction. Like I, I keep trying to tell people, they're like, oh, we don't have any consistency in the coaching. You ain't going to have no consistency in the coaching because the people that hire the coach ain't there either. So right. when you hire, when a general manager hires the coach or the general manager gets hired after the coach, what are you doing? You gotta have some level of cohesion. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like we might have that right now. I feel like we might have the level of cohesion that we need. So that's good for Baker. Also, we got a guy who's helped marginal quarterbacks look decent. So now you got a quarterback with some talent. Maybe you can make a talented quarterback look really, really good. Right. And I'm at the point now, I don't care what the Browns <laughs> record ends up being, we got to stick with Stefanski, period. And we go 4-12, and 12, we got to get some type yeah, of semblance of continuity. We got to bring this guy back and let him you and can't let him get, get rid of his program You can't get rid of the dude this year. You can't get rid of the dude next year. I think you got to let him let him ride. Um, you may be right. able to get rid of your defensive coordinator or something like that if things don't work. But I think the coach right. should probably, the head coach should probably uh, stick around. But, you know, what I saw today, I saw an adjustment in what I saw on Sunday. And that says something. Like, that says something about who Stefanski might be. And hopefully, 
it means that this guy's a guy that is at least forward thinking and wants to win football games, you know, on the field. Because what in the draft? Right. And one thing I, I see with him is, right, I see him having a calm demeanor. He doesn't look panicked or over. Even last week when we were getting our ass kicked, he, he, he was wasn't looking like on the sideline like he was overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we need. But um, I would be remiss, just trying to change the subjects here, if I didn't mention the L.A. Clippers debacle. And the, the first thing I want to know is, who named Paul George playoff P? I mean, what, I mean, what big game is he – what memorable game has he had in a playoff series to be That's called playoff, playoff Paul, P? Man. That's playoff Paul, son. You ain't know? That's pandemic P. Listen, as I said on Facebook, apparently playoff P stands for probably not. Right. Because, my G, you didn't do shit this year, man. And he was more like pandemic P. Like, Bro, you were awful, except for, like, one game. I think it was, like, that yeah. sixth game in the first round where they needed him to show up, and then they ended up finishing off, uh, you know, that, that round or whatever. But he ain't did nothing. He's been awful. And I'll be I'm, honest with you. And I, I like honestly I think I talked about this. I told you. Didn't I say? Well, I didn't say. I said on the show that I did by myself, so I didn't tell Sean. I actually just said it. I said Denver's going to win that game. I said it. I said Denver's going to win that game. Okay. Because them dudes look tired. I didn't think Denver's going to win that game, though. They look tired. Uh, 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 I said that in the game in the game six. The Clippers look exhausted. You know what? When, when, when I go back and look at the whole bubble situation, there were clearly players and teams that didn't want to be there. They were only there because they had to. Um, first example of that was James Harden. James Harden, like Nick, I'm a big guy. I'm fat as hell. I have no, I, I have no <laughs> right to call anybody fat and out of shape. But James Harden was fat as hell. When I saw him, the first game in the bubble. Waddle out on the court. I was like, oh no, I was like, they ain't they ain't serious. They ain't about to do nothing. Say waddle. That dude was blow. You saw how bloated he was, man. He was just big. I was like, he ain't in no type of shape. Uh and then uh Westbrook, I don't know if he been having some personal problems at home, but he was just out of control. Like it's not typical Westbrook. That dude was airballing layups. I mean, he was just Yeah, he was awful. Like like he was awful, right? Like, he was really bad. Westbrook. Was it was really like bad. I don't think I don't think I think because of how the setup was, a lot of guys didn't take the whole thing serious. So like the whole thing, even when um, when the Clippers were playing uh, uh, the the Trailblazers in that one game, and you know Dame missed the free throws, and Pat Beverly and Paul George over there clowning. And it just yeah, I was like, all right, Joe. I was like, okay, he missed the free throws, and I've seen guys clap or but they thought, cheer, but they the way thought, that they were they doing it was they going was too far. Put out of the bubble. They thought that he was going to get put out of the bubble. That's why they 
was talking right. shit. Cause you remember last year right. at Oklahoma City when he when Dame did the right. So Bye -bye. That's, when play, that's when playoff P, uh, playoff probably not was you know at OKC and he did that on playoff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he, yeah, he, he, he hit that over uh, Paul George. Yep, he showed right. it. Okay. So now he missed these free throws, and they lose that game, and they had to – that's why they had to do that uh, playoff uh, – Right, right, right. That against Brooklyn. Game. They had to do that playing game with Brooklyn. And then Brooklyn ended up losing, but all the heat that them niggas could have gave, uh, that, that Portland could have gave – the Lakers, they kind of spun themselves trying to get into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. And that's not a because yeah, Dame, yeah, because Dame was playing yeah. out of his mind, yeah, trying to get that. Like, you know, he was scoring like fifty six points a game. So yeah. he did a lot to get them into the playoffs, and then you run into the buzzsaw that can be LeBron when LeBron is really, really playing. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and really, and really, the key to that team was really just AB. This AD. When AD has it, yeah, when AD has it going, you can't yeah, do anything he, with look, LeBron. LeBron dude, is LeBron. LeBron gonna do what he do. When that dude, when, when you AD giving you thirty one and, and, and fifteen, good luck. Good luck. But it was one stretch. It was one stretch of one of those games, man, where Portland had it close, and then LA came and ran the same play five times in a row. Yeah, yeah. They, they ran the same play five. A little, little pick and pop with AD catching the pack on on the elbow and, and, and listen, knocking down them. Every time, like five every time, like boom, 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 right boom. Bang. Let me go grab my um, charger, but keep talking. All right. Yeah, so um, and you also have to question, you know, Doc Rivers right now. Doc Rivers gets reputation of being this great coach. And you think about all the talent that he's coached since 2000, was it 2007 when he got the big three in Boston with uh, uh, Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen? And he won that one championship with them. And that's it. He didn't win anything else with them. And um, he didn't win anything with the Clippers even when they had Blake Griffin and all those boys. So now you really have to question Doc Rivers' coaching. You know, is he really a big-time coach? Um, and right now, I'm going to have to say no. So do you think – okay, I was just getting ready to say, so do you think that he's a big-time coach? Is that what you're saying? He's not? No, I'm going to have to say no. I think people respect Doc Rivers. I think he's a really good guy, a good person, and people kind of give him a pass because of that. Well, you look at his track record over the last, you know, 12, 13 years, you know, all that talent. You got one one championship and really only, what, two finals appearances with those Boston? He had two with those Boston teams and none with the Clippers. So, you know, I'm not. What's that? Now, what he's done with the Clippers it's different though. Like, because being in Boston to get that Boston team, that second Boston team that went to the finals, they should have never been there. I never thought they were, and then they went seven games 
and they lost to Kobe. Man. So we we look at the numbers a lot, but we got to look at the facts. Facts. So you played, and your team played way above them head, their heads, and he got them to the finals. Now, according to all the LeBron fans, I'd rather lose in the finals than lose in the first round. So he did at least get them to the finals, right? Yeah, he did. Now, the problem that I got with him, if I have a problem with him, is that the Clippers can't get past game seven of the Western Conference uh, semifinals. Right. Exactly. And that's even when they had Chris Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Jamal Crow, that that, that team was kind of loaded. And they, and they couldn't get out been, the second round. And they should have been past the second round. Actually, let's be real. Before Doc Rivers ever got there, they could have been past the second round because they've had some good players in the past. You know, that Ron Harper team that was out there, uh, that I think his second year, I think, got off his Achilles once he tore his Achilles. Oh, you're talking about when they had uh, – that, that, that was Larry Brown. Yeah, got them. They That's when they had like uh, Ron yeah. Harper and and, and Poo Richardson and all them cats. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. was decent out there, bro. And hey, you know that they was decent out there. But I know, I know, you know. Sometimes we 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 forget because we ain't really thinking about it that way. But to me, to me, to me, Doc Rivers is a good coach because if you want to, if, if he's a, actually a great coach. And here's why I say he's a great coach. He got a championship. So tell me somebody who's better than him. Nick Nurse is a good coach for what Toronto is. And I agree with Rudy. I never thought I would agree with Rudy Tomjanovich on this. But you don't underestimate the heart of a champion. And it's something about winning a championship that makes you different than everybody else around you. Because you play differently. You move differently when you got a whole-ass team. Now, of course, the Cavs might be the only freaking team (laughs) on earth that won a championship (laughs) and thought that we need to do some things to get better. It get break. It dismantled the whole thing. (laughs) But that that was Kyrie's fault. It wasn't Kyrie. That was LeBron's fault. Man, that was the man. But it was a combination of other two, like like Listen. like Kyrie is not blameless and all of that. But that's a Listen. whole another. No, no, we'll get into that. We're gonna get into that some some other day because you already know, I'm Kyrie sensitive. You can't. But I know, I know you are. But I also know some things on the behind the scenes stuff. So, but but you see how he act how how he's acting now too. Kyrie understands that. He was probably hypersensitive and leaving. However, I also understand him wanting to leave because it's the same thing like what people say to me. Oh, the biggest play in that whole game seven was the block. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was a three-point shot. Anybody that says the block is ridiculous. Yeah, the block was, listen, first of all, and I always say the same thing. I never said that wasn't the best block. Listen. They try to say that this block that happened the other day with Gon Tatum with uh, Bam out of Bayou, that it was the best block ever. 
No, it's one of. Best block ever? It's one. No, the best, best block, block ever, ever. It's, it's one of. The best block ever that I've seen was the LeBron block as far that, as that's the what importance I'm and I the time. In a game seven, when there's a championship trophy on the line. Now, if we had lost, it still would rank up there. If we, if, if, let's say Kyrie didn't hit that shot, and we ended up losing. That block would still ring up there, but it wouldn't have the same. And this is why I say that shot is way more important than that block. Because you still got to score. Like the block only exactly. I agree with you. But him hitting that shot makes that block even greater because now we got a trophy. We have a trophy because I hit this shot. And because you made that block. Like, that's the thing I keep trying to tell people. People always think I'm saying it out of LeBron hate. <laughs> I'm not. I just feel like the shot is the shot. Just like the block is the block. But they go together. It's like one of 12 powers activate type thing. You, right. Exactly. We got here because if Iguodala had made that layup, we down too. Now you got the Oracle going berserk. And now we're under certain levels of pressure that we might not right. be kind of insurmountable type of things. So we needed that block. That block had to happen. LeBron did it. Sometimes LeBron can do superhuman shit. I've I've seen him do it in person. I've seen him do it on TV. <laughs> I've seen him do it in Cleveland, Miami, uh, and in LA. This dude just does super type of things. But we don't have no championship about that damn jump shot. And we gotta act like people are like, oh, I hate Kyrie. Who cares? I'm not the biggest LeBron oh, fan. No, I don't Yeah, but I don't I don't hate Kyrie I, at all. I just think I just think think he was he was complicit in the team breaking up. He listen, he wasn't complicit. He wasn't as complicit as LeBron. Because Kyrie was cool. But when he heard the, the chirpings, he's like, oh, word? All right, bet. And I, I understand that only because I'm that way. Like, word, I did this, and, and you're going to do that? Yeah, I'm out, man. Bless I get it. I think it just could have been – I think everything could have been handled a little bit differently. That is my but, opinion. But, but tell me why it wasn't handled. What do you want me to tell you? You, you, could, you, you could. Well, well, one thing too. Dan Gilbert is sensitive too. Dan Gilbert's um, awful. That's all. Let's just say that. Like, because my thing was okay. When Kyrie demanded to, to get traded, I would have been like, "Look, Listen, you on a contract Kyrie for two years. You Kyrie ain't going nowhere." <laughs> he would be the baddest dude in Cleveland if me and you owned the Cavs. <laughs> right. Trade you, or, 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 or if I was going to trade you, or, or if I was going to trade you, I, I, would, I wasn't going to, going to trade you for a crippled guard. You know, I would have got the best deal possible. And they trade you in the first year period because yeah. it's only because Kyrie said he was going to sit out. Okay, who sits out two years? Nobody. Nobody. So go ahead and sit out. Well, you know what? You're right. Go ahead and get your uh, surgery. 
We'll see you next year. <laughs> and that's me. Like, I, I wouldn't have let him go away. And you would have had to show up. And knowing that he was going to be here would have made him wrong potentially. Potentially. We don't know that he would have. But potentially. Now LeBron is like, all right, I'll sign another one-year contract. So guess what? You're the favorite in the East again. But even if LeBron leaves, we have a Kyrie. That doesn't mean that we're going to win, but we can set up a team around you. The thing that the thing that everybody else kind of forgets, because I see these memes that say, oh, uh, you know, Kawhi left Toronto, but Toronto was still, they, you know, they were still a championship type of team. So and so left here, and these, you know, Mike left Chicago, and Chicago made it to the Eastern Conference semifinals. Listen, oh, and then LeBron leaves Cleveland, and they're a lottery team. Here's here's why that's a sham. Dan Gilbert bowed to everything LeBron won. Right. And Riley did. And Riley told LeBron. Squarely, more than once, by the way. Uh, we're not giving your people no jobs. And when we set this team up, we set this team up for us, not for you. Exactly. Because remember, he wanted to get Spolster fired. LeBron did. Mm -hmm. LeBron wanted right. to fire Spolster after his ass didn't show up against Dallas. He got outplayed by uh, J.J. Barea, and he wanted to fire Spolster. Man, I fool got outplayed by Barea and, like, um, what was the guard's name? Oh, the uh, Jet. The Jet. Yeah, the Jet. Yeah. Yeah, Jason Terry. Yeah. So, he wanted to fire Spolster after that, and he stormed into you know uh, Riley's office and Pat Riley told him man don't storm in my office no more bro don't do that that's not how we do business here but he was used to doing shit where he was running shit out there out, out here should I right. and I still feel even though his wife wanted to come back home his wife wanted to come back and all my all of my resources say it was more Savannah than LeBron coming back to Cleveland. I can believe that. I also understand that LeBron had a and people don't want to believe this about me. Or believe what I know about LeBron because they just think I don't like LeBron. LeBron is very narcissistic and he wants certain things to look a certain kind of way. So he's all yeah. About, he wants he wants everybody to like him. Yeah, it's listen, and it's all about how I look, what I want, and I'll play it out this way. And then if I win, I look like the hero. And he did. Right, he came back to Cleveland. Listen, he, he put his cape on, came back, and that's there got you champion. go. There you go. And there and, and it's a complete him, story. And to him, what better freaking story is there? There really ain't one. 
You can't come up with a better story. There's only one story better than that story. And I know you know what it is. It's only one story better than LeBron coming back, winning the championship with the Cavs. And that's just the Browns winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, like, definitely. And I've always said this, and people keep calling me a hater because I say it. I said, if the Browns win an AFC championship, it trumps the Cavs world championship. Yeah, anybody that, that's born and raised here has any type of common sense knows that. Like, for real. Like, it just it's a sleeping giant. Like, I know it's like this season because there's no expectations. People ain't put up their Browns gear. People ain't walking around with their stuff on. So they kind of like, okay, you know, we back to the same old Browns, after, especially after all the hype we had last year. Right. Um, but if the Browns, let's say we jump out to go five and one, six and something like that, Oh, it's gonna change oh, everything. Man. It's gonna it's change, change everything. everything. And, but like like these youngins don't don't understand that. People that haven't no. lived to see the Browns and see the Browns and see how the city is energized. Bro, they have no bro. idea. You and me, like, and this is this is one of the reasons why when I thought about us having or me having a podcast, I said there's only one dude I want to do a podcast with. I could do it by myself. I could. But there's no way I could do a podcast without you. I just couldn't. Because 30-something years ago, <laughs> our mamas <laughs> sent both of us outside of our houses to go play. It was, it, listen, it was about 13 degrees outside. <laughs> right. Snow everywhere. It was, it was <laughs> it was freezing cold. I was it was 1986, so I was like 12. Sean was 12, but our moms sent us outside, not together. Our moms in our individual right. houses. My mother told me, "You're not sitting in front of this TV crying all day." Because I was crying <laughs> real tears. I was actually crying tears, bro. So I'm in the house crying and mad. And my mother told me to get the hell out of her face. And she said, you better you better get the hell out of my face. You better go somewhere with this crybaby stuff. So I had to get out of the house. I had to leave. She told me to get out of the house. I leave the house. I'm setting this story up for y'all. And y'all might think this is some BS, but this was predestined. We were supposed to do this podcast because of this. I walk outside, and I'm just, like, in my backyard, like, throwing snowballs up against the garage for a minute. And then I just start walking. I start walking towards the, the main little driveway area where, where we lived at because we lived in these townhomes in a suburb of Cleveland and Warrensville. And, you know, shout out to Warrensville. I love Warrensville all day. I started walking towards the middle of that spot on Granada Boulevard. And I see somebody walking down the street. It's Sean Davis. <laughs> it's Sean Davis. Walking so down we the street. The only, we were the only kids outside. It was just me, me, <laughs> and you, it was Donnie, snowing. and, and Look, Gerard. And we were the only kids. <laughs> Right, we were the only kids in the whole neighborhood outside in that weather because our parents, our mamas kicked us out of the house. 
I said at the time, and then we, we and we sat there and created a whole scenario about how the Browns won and didn't lose that game against <laughs> Just made up a whole nother man. Scenario I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I said, man, what you doing outside, bro? And when this dude told me. My mama told me I need to get out the house. <laughs> she told me I need to go outside and play because I ain't finna sit in front of this TV and cry. I was just like, what? <laughs> First of all, you was crying too. And second, your mama told you the same shit. <laughs> same thing. The exact same thing. The exact. His Man, I was hurt. I remember Go that. I'll never forget that day. I was Crunch. hurt. I was hurt, 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 and this is why I know for a fact if the Browns even almost recreate any level, any facsimile of 1987, 88, and even possibly even that 89-90 season. Look, I'm, I'm like this the whole time. Right. I'm down. I'm ready for that. But we That's all I want. I, I just want to be competitive again, man. I want to be relevant and league because really isn't the point now. They're, they're stealing my joy of watching football. I love football. And they're stealing my joy. We've been Listen. back in the league for 21 years and we've only had two winning seasons and one playoff appearance, man. That's that's crazy. Listen, Sean. Now, I've had I've had season tickets uh, on my own, and Sean has had his uncle's season tickets. His uncle was a reporter for, or he used to work for uh, ESPN, so he had season tickets. He's from Cleveland, and before I had my own season tickets, Sean used to be like, "Yo, got these tickets, bro? Want to go to the game?" Of course I do. We would go to the game. We would get to a certain part of the season where I'm like, I would call Sean, like, yo, you going to the game? And he'd be like, no, nah, I ain't going, but if you want these tickets, you can have them. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just gave up. Like, I'm not about to do this. Like, I'm not about to I'm do this. Going down there. No. <laughs> I ain't finna do this. And that was, like, I don't know another person which is why, again, that we do this podcast. I don't know another person that's as passionate. I know a lot of people that love the Browns. I know a lot of people that claim they love the Browns. I know a lot of people that say they love the Browns. I don't know anybody who is as passionate and gets as frustrated and has as many issues with the Browns as my one of my best friends. We've been friends since we was like, 11 years old. I don't know right. anybody other than this guy on the other side of, of me, my co-host. And that's why we have to do this show. And when we first did the show, that's why I explained it that certain kind of way is it's about, it's about the fire that we have. We have to. Yeah, it's coming from the heart. Ain't no phoniness here. Ain't no exaggeration. It's coming straight for the heart. Like everything we say, about our teams, 
you know, it, it, it's sincere. It comes to the, to the Browns, Indians, Cavs, you know, Ohio State. Man, I was so maniacal back in the day. We had a soccer team called the Cleveland Force. Oh, man. Listen, I would listen. sit there and listen to their games on the radio. Yeah, but they the only winning team we had for yeah, a minute they, was yeah, the yeah, team. yeah, they won the first uh, quote-unquote right. championship in Cleveland was, <laughs> in our lifetime, right. anyway, was the Force. They won the MISL championship. Yeah. And we was, we was all running around like, yeah, we won the championship. And then People like who liked other teams was like, yeah, but that shit don't count. Just <laughs> 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 kind of like like rained on our parade, and then they right. made us feel even worse by saying only the only a Cleveland fan would think that that trophy matters. I just I was like, wow, man. I first of all. I hate you for even bringing it to my attention. <laughs> I completely right. hate it. I forget who said that to me, but I was ready to fight. It made me mad, but here we are some 30-something years later, and we're, for, for the Browns anyway, we're still fighting because we've seen the Indians and one, two, at least three World Series. They yeah, probably three been World in like, Series. They probably should have been in like six. Should have won two of them. They should have won right. at least one. God dang. But we've, we've won two seen, of them. We've seen, we've seen the Indians in at least three World Series. We've, we've seen, seen the Cavs, Cavs in five finals. And like three to four championship series. Five. Five. No. No, it ain't been five. It was 05, yeah. right? It was, it was, we had the one against the Spurs. 07. We, we had four against Golden State when LeBron came back. Did we have four? I thought we had three. It was four. It was four. We won, We had one. No, it was three. We had one that we lost that we should have won when Kyrie yeah, got hurt. When, when, uh, when, when, Kyrie, when Kyrie got hurt and Kevin Love. And then we came back the next yeah. year and we won. Yeah. And then a year yeah. after, that's four. It's four. It was four. Yeah, I said you said five. Yeah. I said no, I don't think it was five. No, 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 no. I said so. No, we have been to five finals total. We didn't. What was the fifth? No, LeBron. Hold on, hold on. When LeBron came back, LeBron was here four years. When he came oh, back, right, right, right. You know what? You're right. You're right. You're and, right. Bro. You're and we right. went to the finals all off. You're right, bro. I blame I blame it on the on the crown apple, maybe. That's all right. But 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 right. one of those finals was was, was kind of forgettable though. The one the first the first finals when KD got there, we was like so kind of pissed off about that. I don't remember that finals at all because I was like I, I knew it, it was going to get washed. You know I remember, I, remember? I remember a little bit of it. I remember it because KD shat on LeBron, dog. He that did. Dude, that dude shat on LeBron. Like, whew. they was unguardable at that point. It was like it was like you know, we should because it was, too, it was too much space. It was, it was too, too much, much. It was too much. And then now, now the last finals I remember because we didn't have Kyrie. We had no business being in the finals because LeBron literally. Yeah, you had George Hill. That horrible. Team. You had you had George yeah. Hill and uh, uh, Eminem's uh, Tristan Thompson. You had 
a number of other like Jordan very, Clarkson and, and very unrememberable guys that ain't on the team anymore for the most part. Um, yeah, Jordan Clarkson. And J.R. Smith had that boneheaded play. But we actually had game one locked up. Because we could have got game one. We could have got game one. Yep, I don't know if we would have won a series, but we could have at least shifted a little bit of that uh, pressure and momentum had we, you know, won game one. And this, uh, apparently, uh, he had smoked too much prior to the game, and he thought, nigga, we winning. Uh, no, nigga, the game is tied. Man, look, J.R. Smith still doing boneheaded shit. Like yes. like when like in LA he shot the ball he caught the ball out of bounds and shot a three and then real I mean he's still he's Listen, just one of them dudes all feet was out of he's he's man ram all over again dog he's just one of those guys yeah he's like, just he, one of those he, guys he's just man ram without without man ram talent like you'll put up with man ram right because man ram is he gonna hit forty home runs he gonna get you one hundred twenty six RBIs. And this is pre-steroid. Like, this is what he was doing when he was a rook. In America, he, for those of you that we're look, talking about Manny Ramirez. And he going to hit 308. <laughs> like, yeah. like, damn. But And on top of that, and on top of that, he's going to invite his baby mama and his girlfriend to the game at the same time. Look, look, I'm next, look. It almost, it's going to riot <laughs> in the same There go the problem. Right <laughs> he's also... Uh, going to <laughs> going to go through the uh, the Green Monster uh, doorway and go pee in the middle of an inning. By the way, right? That's 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 Man Ram. That's what he do. Uh, uh, J.R. Smith, on the other hand, while he has <laughs> talent, listen, he got more talent than I have because he's in the NBA, but he he doesn't. He's not that guy. He's not a superstar. Manny was a superstar, so you let him go with that stuff. You can't – I couldn't even believe that LeBron would even want this dude on his team again. Like, to me, to me, I, I guarantee you this. This is another reason why there are such things as goats and not goats. Kobe and, 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 uh, and MJ would never have that nigga on another team of theirs, ever. They'd be done with that dude. Like, nope, you can't play for me. You did this at a critical moment, I'm good. Nope, you right. can't play. You can't play. I'm not having And that's just what it was. LeBron's like, oh, man, I'm just taking any opportunity I can to get another championship. I'm not mad at that either, to be completely honest. I'm not. However, as a dude that came kind of from the old school, I don't view that the yeah. same way that I view Mike's championships. I don't view that the same way that I – hell, I don't view that the same way that I view the championships that LeBron – the three he won in the past. Like, this is just a complete and total – he better win this year. That's that's all I got to say. And not it's that I'm setting up for him, but he better win. It's setting up for him to do it because it looks listen, like it's going to be – Listen, uh, listen it's going to be playing, L.A. and Miami. The Lakers are playing – Completely and totally flawless right now. So I think they're going to win the next series, but I think uh, I think Denver is going to give them 
every bit of the problem that they that we think they are. I got Denver winning at least two games. Okay. Because Jamal Murray, like their team is long, they're athletic, they're fast. I know LeBron and them are that way too, but I think Jokic is a different kind of monster for AD. Yeah, I'm, I'm going nothing. Lakers in five. You say five? I think the Lakers have more vet. Yeah, I think they got more veteran leadership. That Rondo coming and that back. Be a, is yes, huge. yes. Listen, and I'll tell you what, I, I, bro, that right there, what you just said, fucking Rondo, that dude looked incredible. Them games yeah. that he played in this uh, in this last series, and I tried yeah. to say that to somebody, and they called me a hater. It was like, oh, LeBron wow. looks like okay, yeah. LeBron looks like the chase down LeBron from this is what I said. LeBron looks like the chase down LeBron from when he was with the Cavs. However, let's not forget what Rondo and them did. Like, man, you just can't give this man no credit. What? I'm giving the dude credit. Exactly. I gave him credit. What I said is he looked like the dude from the Cavs. The chase, you know, the greatest block ever. Because he, he did that in, right. in the last series. Like twice. So. Yeah, like, but I think in order for Denver to win that series, one, Jamal Murray has to play out his mind. And they need a third scorer. Um, That's what somebody I like, like Paul Millsap could be big. Uh, I know because he's older, he's not getting as many minutes, but he kind of saved them against the Clippers. That one game when they were down 20-something, yeah, he and Paul Millsap went crazy shot. like in the third quarter and, and kept them in the game. They're going to need another somebody else to be a consistent scorer because cause, cause the Lakers, all they're going to do is key on Jamal Murray and try to deny him the ball. Well, who's um, gonna I'm going to tell you what, the way that dude playing right now, and and I can't say I will not say I will not sit here and tell you or anybody who's listening to this show that I thought Jamal Murray was going to be the problem that he is right now offensively. Yeah. Listen, people. Was I mean, you can you you can put you can put LeBron on uh, Jamal Murray. Man, people was clowning Kawhi. Be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting series. Um, but I think it's going to end up being LA and Miami. Miami's up 2-0 on uh I that on one. Boston. I called that when I said Miami's gonna win this. On paper, if you look at the paper, it looks like Boston will win. In reality, I was like, man, I think I think I think that Miami's gonna win that. And you're not gonna just yeah, Miami has played a lot of heart. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler has an effect on the game without scoring. He just has those guys playing with confidence. Like, Jimmy Butler ain't got to score 35 for the win. He can score 14. But guess what and he, he got there. the rest of those guys playing with so much confidence. Yeah. You know. And you got other guys 
doing big things like that young kid, uh, Hero. Like, first of all, your name is Hero, dog. Your last name right. is Hero. And he's knocking down every jump shot possible. He's just knocking down. Yeah. Yeah, Rodgers just, just playing well. Also, they got dollar. They got dollar playing. So, yeah, it's a solid squad. Now we gonna wait. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jump the I'm not gonna get too far ahead of myself. And I did that the other day. I, I said, no, I'm gonna pull it back. I'm gonna wait to call the, the Western Conference final. Blah 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 blah. So I'm gonna wait because today was mostly about the Browns. I know we kind of, this is what we do, uh, folks. We get off on tangents. But that's one of the great things about the podcast. Right. We can do whatever we want. We can talk about whatever we want. And it comes organically. And we always have content. But when we have our next show, we'll have to talk about uh, the ECF, uh, the WCF, and then discuss the Browns moving forward. What else you want to talk about, bro? Because we can talk yeah, about that's, a bunch that's, of stuff. that's probably that's probably it. We, we're going to have the baseball playoffs coming up soon. Coming up um, soon. We, 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 we talked about the Indians. The Indians have been on a, on a horrific losing streak. But they won tonight. Um, they lost eight in a row. They won they tonight. Won the yeah. Uh, Jay, uh, well, Jay well that's, that's because we played uh, Detroit. Detroit is a team you can get healthy off of. I mean, it was per- <laughs> perfect timing. Like, thank you, Detroit Tigers. When I saw we had Detroit on the schedule, I'm like, thank God that we can finally turn this thing around a little bit. Because the Indians right now have – they're they in the last playoff spot. You know, they expanded the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, barely and barely. You know, and we're, barely. In the, we're in the last we're, – we're barely in the playoffs. So, and I told and, you – But like that, I said, I told you early in the season that we can't hit. And that was my my main uh, issue with the thing I was worried I about. I said, I said, I'm not – I said, don't worry about it. I did. However, I thought – that we have enough to get us into the playoffs. Y'all guys, you you specifically, I can't say y'all guys. I was hearing that from everybody. Your your issue was different than everybody else's issue, and I see your issue now. Because your issue back then wasn't about where we were at that moment. Your issue was about the playoffs. Right. When everything gets, when the pressure comes. But you know, my my resolution has always been the same for a long time. One of our Indians' regular issues, no matter who our general manager was, no matter what players we had on the team, superstar-wise or not, we've never just gone out and got a professional stick. Like just yeah, exactly. that guy, just that guy. Now, I don't know who that guy is in today's baseball, but I remember back in the day when we used to go out and just go get Dave Winfield and just, we're just going to go get Eddie Murray. Oh, we're just going to go get Travis Fryman. The guy Dave who Justice. Has, we're just going to go get Dave Justice. The guy who just has a stick. He may not, he may hit 270 all year, but when the playoffs start, right. this dude is a machine. Dave right. Justice was a machine. Eddie Murray is like, to me, Eddie Murray and Dave Winfield are kind of like Tony Gwynn. They're guys that just, even if they just throw their bat out at some shit, they, they just going to make contact and 
they're going to get on first base. That's what you need. You need a professional hitter, a guy who just hits. I'm here for average. I ain't here for the fences. I ain't here for right. You know, to, I'm here to put pressure on this damn pitcher. I'm going to have a 10 to 12 pitch at bat. I'm going to wear this dude out every time I get up here. Exactly. We don't have, and I don't know that that guy exists in baseball anymore. Baseball is like basketball anymore. It's different. Yeah, it's, it's, right. You don't, you don't have that anymore. And so it's hard right. to find those guys that you knew could do that. So you got to find a guy that you just know can do that. Like you're very patient. You're just waiting. You're just sitting and you're just looking at your pitch and you're like, nope, that ain't me. Oh, wait, what is, what's the count? Oh, it's 2-2. Two, two. I need to start filing shit off. <laughs> right. And you're just taking little dumbass slaps and it's just, you're just following everything off and it's just right. wearing this dude out. We don't right. have, that's a professional hitter and, and there aren't Anybody, there isn't anybody on that squad that's like that, and baseball isn't like that anymore either. So it's hard to no, figure it's out. A different game, you different know, game, but where it all goes from there. Right, but it's something that we will definitely discuss in the upcoming podcast. So we will have the, you know, baseball playoffs coming up. We have the NBA playoffs we got going on now, and we got a full blown NFL season. And you know, they announced that uh, the Big Ten is back. And uh, thank God the NFL is back, and thank God that the Big Ten is back. Yeah, like, the college football schedule right now is awful. Because it's they're only terrible. playing within, you know, a conf- they're all playing in conference right now. Right. So yeah, it's like it, like, it hasn't watching, been like one marquee matchup yet. So like the other day, I was watching like I turned I turned I said, oh, it's a football game on. And I turned the TV on, and I got I have a fire stick. So I saw it, and it just said sports, and it said college football, and it did. I didn't look at who it was. I just clicked, and I clicked on it. It was like Middle Tennessee State versus like South Dakota State or some shit like that. Right. And I was like, Yeah, this is the worst goddamn football game I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I look, and I've watched a lot of Browns games. <laughs> That was the worst football game I've ever seen in my life. But it was on yeah. and it was full blown. But you know, we'll 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 get into a bunch of stuff. Um I appreciate you. Hey, listen, man, y'all y'all guys don't know how great it is to have, you know, Sean, my man Big Sean in in the spot with me. We we go off on tangents, we have a great time. But this is my guy, and it's nothing better for me to be able to vent or to be able to to be excited because nobody gets me like this dude when it comes to sports, right? right? So, Same here. Same here, my trying, man, we, we just trying to give you guys that same energy that we have, especially for the Browns fans. Uh, if you, if you root for other teams, uh, we understand that shit, but we really don't give a shit what y'all think. Uh, <laughs> exactly, but hopefully but, in the future but, but, we we may have a platform you guys can interact with us. We That's we kind of yeah, like, we, like our goal. We can have some as we continue to move forward. Absolutely, we want to do something where we don't 
we're not against other fans. We just don't like y'all. So we yeah. do want to have y'all in and maybe be able to take calls or uh, maybe be able to at least have your guys' input, especially once. So say like this week we're playing uh, the Washington football team. It would be dope if we could bring in people that are from D.C. and just right. get some phone calls from those guys and just talk to those guys. Right. And one thing I want to point out, um, part of the reason why we don't like some of y'all fans because some of you guys have gotten championships that don't deserve it over us. And that's not like a whole lot of hate, and it is. Like, 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 like you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. You know, y'all had no reason getting a, a doggone championship before we did. D didn't deserve it. Florida Marlins. Y'all didn't deserve any of that. And here we I'm go. Sorry. Listen to me. <laughs> you want to talk? We gonna listen, and we gonna get into this, and y'all gonna hear this more and more and more. There's no more of a bitter individual when it comes to sports <laughs> than my homie. This dude is the most bitter dude I've ever seen. <laughs> now I may be the. I'm I'm probably the most off the cuff guy. I'm I'm the off the cuff guy. I'll do some crazy shit out of nowhere, and he just be standing there like, "Oh my gosh, we're gonna have to fight everybody here because he said this or did this." But this guy, he's like the grumpy old. He's a sixty-seven. He's been sixty-seven years old since we were twelve. Yeah, <laughs> he's been that guy since we were twelve. But we've listen. I tell you what, I can't wait till this COVID stuff is over and we can start doing like traveling shows and doing our show remotely from there. Cause we 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 travel. Right. Me and this dude travel. We've been to Cincinnati. Uh we I think we're I think our pictures are still up in Cincinnati. We can't go there anymore ever. Um Yeah, we had the damn fool in Cincinnati. They hate us there. Also, we just last year were in uh Baltimore when we beat the shit out of Baltimore. However, I think my picture is in Baltimore and they hate me. That's what I think. Because Sean was cool. I was being a goddamn asshole. But and my homeboy too. My homeboy must have started oh, to fight. He was, he was way bigger than me. <laughs> he, he, that dude took off. He took off. That Going dude took off. <laughs> That dude took off, bro. I, I I was just being regular, and I was only being regular for a minute because I had a moment where nobody saw me really shit on this dude. Y'all didn't even see that. I shit on this dude, man, because <laughs> he wanted ketchup. He was like, hey, can I borrow you guys ketchup? I was like, yeah. I had just got a little slider. You know, the waitress brought my slider. I said, yeah, man, you use my ketchup after this. And I just turned the shit upside down and just held my burger like this. I was like, because he had on a Raiders jersey. I was like, like the whole time. Like, he had a Raiders jersey on. A Ravens. Oh, Ravens. Had, oh, okay. He had on a Ravens jersey. He was like, hey, can I use you guys' uh, 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 can I borrow you guys ketchup? I'm like, yeah, you can borrow. Hold on one second. Let me put some on my burger. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, and I, was, and, look, and I was just staring at him the whole time, like, <laughs> and he was like, uh, he's like, nothing's coming out of there. You might need to squeeze it. I was like, 
Hold on, bro. <laughs> your boy He's being a jerk. Your boy for no your reason. Boy, your boy was like, man, if you don't squeeze that damn ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but, dude, but look, but man, dude, look. that's just that's just that's how I am. I'm an asshole, but Sean is the grumpy old man of this. But we're like good cop, bad cop when it comes to certain things. It's times when I go berserk and Sean be the guy that calms me down, and it's times when Sean goes berserk and I try to rein him back too. But it's a great chemistry for us. It's awesome that you guys, you know, even care that we're doing this. And we hope to get a bigger fan base as we continue to do this. And we're just going to keep on stretching out. We're going to keep on giving y'all better content and bigger content. It's not going to just be all Browns all the time. However, if it is all Browns all the time, y'all just going to have to deal with us talking about the Browns. Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. It's our show. Look, it's our show. This ain't ESPN. It's our show. It ain't ESPN. This is us. We just exactly. went on for about an hour for no fucking reason. And guess who guess who cares? Not me. <laughs> exactly. But I, don't care. I do have to I do have to get up early in the morning and, and, and then go to my nine to five. So I guess we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this edition of two guys and on mic. It's been a pleasure as always, Ron. And uh we'll see you guys next time. Hey, listen, I love y'all guys. I hope we get more of you uh, folks to listen. Love you, Sean. Peace. Man, have a good day tomorrow at work. I'm going to sleep in. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. You have a good night, brother. Nigga, that nigga 56. That nigga look like he's 77.
Thank you for tuning in to Two Guys and a Mic. Again, your hosts are Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Today we were sponsored by the Christian Jaden Project. Contact them at christianjadenproject.org and follow them at the Christian Jaden Project on Instagram and on Facebook. Also sponsored by Renegade Soul. They can be contacted at RenegadeSoul216.com and followed on Instagram and Facebook at RenegadeSoul216. Tune in for our next show on Thursday night as we do our Thursday night football game post-game show. Until then, peace. Peace.